Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt, and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts, or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you, and on with the show. Relationships are hard work. It feels like an obvious statement to me now, but when I was younger, I thought they were meant to be easy. Having children is an added challenge in maintaining a strong connection, and sometimes it can feel like all the love is gone. But is it? Monty Badami is a free, is a freelance anthropologist and school of Monty Badami is a freelance anthropologist and School of Life faculty member. He recently taught a class called To Stay or Leave that I went to. Hi, Monty. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Chev. How are you going? Good. Now, not speaking specifically about our class, because I know it's confidential what um, these classes are at School of Life, but what kinds of people tend to come to a course like this, To Stay or Leave? Look, I think the beauty of the class is that it draws a whole range of people. Um, uh, and what that does is it gives us so many different experiences and stories to draw on to be able to learn together through this, uh, this big question. You know, as you said, relationships are hard and we all experience that. And so it's wonderful to be able to get so many different perspectives on, on how people deal with it or don't. And do you think humans generally have high expectations of love? Well, I think we have high expectations of a whole range of things, Chef. Um, you know, we expect to be happy in all sorts of areas. But, you know, I mean, with this big question of stay or leave, at the heart of it is how do we know what whether what we have is worth uh, staying for or whether it's something that we should justifiably leave. And this is where we have to try and calibrate those expectations of happiness and, and expectations of what is normal and what, what a successful relationship looks like. When we talk about successful relationships, mm-hmm. is there anything wrong with having romantic ideals? I mean, if I were to say I love getting flowers or I'd love to be surprised by a romantic weekend away, but I know that my husband is just not that kind of man, <laughs> is it wrong to pine for that? <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, I mentioned in the class, I'm the classic mushbag, right? Like, so I, I love romance. In our relationship, I'm the one that craves flowers and words of affirmation. Um, and my wife, um, you know, she prefers gifts of service, if you will. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. I love it. it it's, it, it's part of who I am. Um, but it's important to recognize that it's not the only way of being. And so, you know, often we, we do find ourselves with partners who may not be as romantic as us, and we have to learn how to navigate those differences uh, and to grow from those differences rather than having those differences push us apart. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Monty Badami. He's a freelance anthropologist and School of Life faculty member. We're talking about the question, to stay or leave. I went along to a class that Monty was teaching at the School of Life recently, and I thought it was worth bringing it to the air because it was so intriguing. Monty, one of the things I find as a parent is listening to other parents, dare I say, other women, talk about their relationships. And um, often there is a real sense of despair when it comes to a partner who doesn't help out in the home. And it feels like that can chip away at any kind of strength in a relationship. 
I mean, is that one of those things that you can actually pinpoint and saying, you know what, that is not good for a relationship and if it doesn't ever happen, perhaps it's not worth staying for? Yeah, look, I mean, it's something that happens in my own relationship. As I said, I'm the romantic that loves to shower my wife with gifts of uh, or words of of affirmation and she prefers me to be able to, she prefers me to basically do the dishes, you know, (laughs) be quite real about it. And so it's really important, as I say, to understand those differences and and to engage in a conversation about those differences, identifying our individual needs and the kind of needs that we want to get met to be able to do the job of raising kids and living in a family and living with another person and getting work done and all those kind of utilitarian things. Um, but it's important when we when we bicker to think about what that bicker that what that bickering symbolizes underneath the dishes, for example, underneath the the vacuuming. Because sometimes it is just about the vacuuming and the dishes, but sometimes it represents something more. And, and we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to our partners to listen to those needs and to, to deal with those things and ask for change when we need it. Uh, but the challenge, of course, is how we go about asking for change. And also, how do people... How can people realize that when they get upset about someone leaving the towel on the bathroom floor, that it means something else? Like how can, I don't know, I guess you're saying that leaving the towel on the bathroom floor, someone might feel like, oh, you never, you never listen to me. The fact that that just irritates me. You don't care enough about me to pick up the the towel. I mean, is that the sort of thing you're talking about? Absolutely. Because it's when you don't have those conversations, our assumptions are that they don't care. You know, our assumptions are that they don't uh, they don't respect you or whatever it is. By making that part of the conversation and having a healthy dialogue around it, then you can actually eliminate some of those assumptions that, that kind of drive us crazy and allow us to communicate with our partners. And this is the key for any relationship is not that we're going to have differences or we're going to have challenges or disputes. But how we deal with those disputes and challenges, how we get through them and whether or not we can get through them in a productive way rather than a destructive way. And we talk a lot these days about, you know, being in an era of social media where everyone, you know, uploads their happy snaps of when they've had a romantic dinner for their anniversary or they've gone away for a weekend. And sometimes that can be a little bit um, depressing if if you're sitting at home and your husband's, you know, buried in his iPhone, not talking to you and you see this lovey dovey couple who seem to have it all together. What would you say if someone is is looking at that and thinking, look at their relationship, why can't we be like that? Yeah, look, I suppose I'd say I'd say two things, and one is that we never know what's happening behind closed doors. You know that that we we may be seeing them at a really happy moment, and you know we don't know what's going to happen the next day. And if we and this is the thing about Facebook is is that we're constantly judging ourselves against others, and we and I think this contributes to to some of those expectations that we have that put so much pressure on us to have these perfect relationships. And you know, from my experience uh, as a celebrant and as as doing these courses is that there's no such thing as a perfect relationship uh, that we have to find what works best for us and you know uh, and this is where sometimes an element of depression 
progressive realism is important to realize that, you know, that we can accept that everything isn't going to be perfect, that there might be a degree of loneliness or frustration or incomprehension in a relationship, that that no relationship is all good or all bad. Uh, and then that gives us, uh, uh, it allows us, as I said before, to recalibrate those expectations and, and appreciate what is rather than what we don't have or what, what could be. Uh, and, and, you know, I think that's really important when we're thinking about social media and when we're comparing ourselves to others. Now, I know, I mean, we spent three hours kind of going through lots of different ways of looking at a relationship. <laughs> but at the end of the course, we did go through a kind of checklist where we answered A or B about certain statements. Mm. And at the end, you said if you had more of one than the other, you should stay. <laughs> and the reverse, you should leave. Um is there any way that someone who is sort of thinking, oh, I don't know, I don't know whether I should stay or go, what advice would you give them? Are there checklists they can go to or, or what, what, need, what do they need to do to work out what's the next step? Look, I need to chuck in a little bit of a disclaimer and, and say that the uh, the activity that we d- we used in the class to, to work out whether or not you want to stay or leave is not a scientific metric. It's not a scientific process. But what it did, what I uh, suggested it did was it, it gave you a, a sense of um, how you would respond if someone told you, you need to stay or you need to go. And it's that response that helps you really understand how you feel. And this is what's really important. You have to take the time and engage in processes and engage in conversations and, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, honest self-reflection and honest communication to really get to the heart of what you want and what you need Um, and, 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 and honor that voice and listen to that voice and see where you want to go from there. But I, I don't think that there is a simple solution of you should stay if this happens or you should leave if this happens. Sorry, or you should leave if that happens. Except, of course, in, in extreme circumstances of abuse and, uh, uh, and that's something separate. That's not, that's not what I'm talking about in this context. Um, but in most normal relationships, I mean, we're not choosing between a completely awful situation or a completely perfect situation. And this is what makes the decisions so hard. We're often choosing between two potentially viable situations. And what we need to do is learn to make our peace with that decision. And that's something that, you know, we can always judge in hindsight, but we've got to just do the best with what we have in the moment. Monty, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much, Chev. It's been a pleasure. That's Monty Badami. He is a freelance anthropologist and a School of Life faculty member. We'll pop a link up to the School of Life on our website if you'd like more information about their courses. Thank you.